A very good morning and a massive happy birthday to Sam, co-founder of the Daily Oz and all-round legend. It's the 13th of December. Sam, how are you feeling? Are you feeling old? I am. I'm in my late 20s now. I'm 27. No longer cool, no longer young. No longer. I have three more years until I am officially not a young person ever. Sorry to all those 31-year-old listeners out there. But no, a fun day, a fun day to have a birthday, sharing it with Taylor Swift. From Taylor Swift to COVID-19 booster shots, how's that for a segue? Aussies can now get a COVID-19 booster shot at the five-month mark. So it was that you were to get it six months after your second jab, but now that has been brought forward thanks to Omicron. The Australian Technical Advisory Group on Immunisation, more fondly known as ATAGI, has also approved Moderna booster shots. So now ATAGI is recommending either Pfizer or Moderna for use as a booster vaccine, and I know that I'm booking mine in this week. In the US, at least 70 people have died after 22 tornadoes hit six states on Friday and over the weekend, with some of the worst destruction seen in the state of Kentucky. The National Weather Service's Storm Prediction Center has received at least 36 reports of different tornadoes affecting the states of Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Missouri, Mississippi and Arkansas. The US has told Russia to withdraw from Ukraine, saying, quote, a large number of democratic countries will join us in imposing costs after diplomats from the group of seven richest democracies met in Liverpool. A US senior State Department official said if they, Russia, choose not to pursue that path, there'll be massive consequences and severe costs in response. And the G7 is absolutely united in that. Quite a tense situation that the world will be watching this week. In some much-needed good news, today Queensland has eased its borders after the state's eligible population reached 80% fully vaccinated. Fully vaxxed individuals can now travel to the state without quarantining and can arrive by air or by road. Don't forget to check the testing requirements upon entry, though. There are still some rules around that. Zara, on Friday in the UK, so Saturday our time, the UK High Court ruled that Julian Assange, who is wanted in the US over charges of the publication of classified materials and conspiring to hack into US military databases, can be extradited from the UK to the US. You just said a lot of words in a short period of time. Break down what you just said. So first, who is Julian Assange for any listeners who aren't familiar? And secondly, how have we got into the stage here where there are countries involved in extradition and high court cases? So first, let's start with the man. Julian Assange is the founder of website and organization WikiLeaks. They publish whistleblower content. They're most notable for publishing content surrounding the US war in Iraq and Afghanistan. Just a reminder here, a whistleblower is somebody who releases information that they believe is from an organizational person engaging in an unlawful or immoral activity. They're normally on the inside of the organization, and WikiLeaks is founded upon confidential documents being leaked to them, and they then take charge of broadcasting them over the internet. So some of the big documents that put WikiLeaks on the map were surrounding the Afghan and Iraq wars. There were documents from each war that were classified as secret detailing killing of civilians by US military. And after the 2010 leaks, so all these documents came out then, the US government launched an investigation into WikiLeaks and Assange. By this point, Assange was actually living in the Ecuadorian embassy in London. He lived there for seven years from 2012 until he was arrested in April 2019. He was at that embassy because he was wanted 
in Sweden for allegations of sexual assault. Now, that case was later dropped. The reason why he was in the embassy is because when you're inside an embassy that doesn't have an extradition agreement with another country, you're protected and you're, you're almost not under the rules of the UK if you're inside the Ecuadorian embassy. Zara, quickly run us through what extradition is. Extradition is the process by which one country sends a person, so in this case Julian Assange, currently in their custody to another country to face criminal prosecution or to serve a prison sentence. So if someone is in the control of one government but another government wants to prosecute them, that process and the process of bringing them out to the other country is called extradition. And so putting aside the Swedish extradition attempt that was dropped, this extradition attempt is from the US who wants him on these charges of the releasing of confidential material. And the UK High Court has now ruled that he can be extradited. He wasn't being extradited before this weekend because there were concerns over his mental health. And the concern was that the US system would not allow for Assange to be safe. Therefore, the UK District Court said, we can't agree to extradite somebody where there's a risk to their life. Now the High Court has gone back on this and said that when the US administration gives a promise to the UK of fair and humane treatment of a detainee, it must be trusted. This isn't the end of the road, though. There is still one more UK court that can hear an appeal, and that's the UK's Supreme Court. Assange's lawyer said that they would appeal the decision to the Supreme Court shortly. And it was just after this news that we heard more news about Julian Assange. Stella Morris, who is his partner and the mother of his two youngest children, posted on social media to say that Assange had suffered a stroke during this process, so during his High Court appeal. She didn't provide any further update on his condition, but did say that Julian is struggling and I fear this mini stroke could be the precursor to a more major attack. It compounds our fears about his ability to survive the longer this long legal battle goes on. And so what we're seeing now is a a massive debate over the health of Julian Assange and not only the mental health, but now, interestingly, the physical health as well. You have to remember that this is somebody who's been in some sort of custody or refuge for about 10 years now. So so this is a long-awaited extradition for the US. Zara, interestingly, Australia actually has a role to play in this situation. Can you tell me a bit about that? When we're reading and hearing about Julian Assange, there can sometimes be this distance because his charges are almost movie-like. It's this really big, massive moral story. But in fact, he's Australian and the story is extremely close to home and, of course, goes to the heart of democracy. What's the role of the Australian government during this whole process, Sam? It's an interesting one because he is, as you said, an Australian citizen. So the government has a responsibility to monitor the case of any Australian citizen around the world in another jurisdiction. But they've said very clearly yesterday that they would continue to respect the UK legal process, including any further appeals under UK law. That's obviously referencing the upcoming appeal by Assange. And the government emphasised that Australia was not a party to the case. Where Australia's role could come into play, though, is an agreement made with US prosecutors that Assange could serve out his sentence, and he's facing up to 175 years in prison. He could actually serve that out in Australia to be closer to family as a some sort of mitigating factor for the health concerns that are clearly top of mind for Assange and his team. As we said earlier, there is still room left in the appeals process for Assange's team. So no doubt this will be back in the headlines shortly. And until that time, thanks for joining us on this Monday edition of The Daily Oz. We hope you have a fabulous day and enjoy your Monday.